Hi, and thanks for joining us here at Rose Quartz Mediumship Podcast, where we simply adore anything and everything healing and metaphysically based. I'm going to talk about two different things that happened at the same time, and I'm going to explain one, but just know that something else is happening at the exact same time, and I'm going to try and loop those together so that it makes sense in this story. So there's a form of meditation that I do that I really love and feel very, very connected to. And I started noticing or observing that there was resistance around this form of meditation. And at first I didn't really want to acknowledge the resistance. I would see that it was there, but it was almost like I would touch it and then look away. And one night it really hit me that there was a lot of resistance around this form of meditation. And instead of seeing it and then looking away, I really needed to be with that resistance. I needed to understand where that resistance was coming from. And so I created a pause in my life where I stopped doing this form of meditation and a very common thing for me is to reach for things, whether it be that I'm reaching in mind, in body, in spirit, or in heart. But oftentimes I will reach. And this was the first time that I really, truly sat still. I was silent. I made the decision that I wasn't going to chase or lean in or search for the source of the resistance. I was simply going to create silence and observe myself reaching energetically, emotionally, physically for the answer. And every time I saw myself reaching for an answer, I would observe the behavior and then create silence again. And I just kind of trusted that that silence would bring the answer to me rather than me going and seeking the answer. And so in this space of silence, this really beautiful opportunity came into my reality where I got to sit in sacred space with people who had similar experiences and were able to offer me a different lens to look through, an opportunity to be with myself in a very different way. And in that space of silence, in those moments of not reaching, the answer came to me so clearly, so clearly, that I needed to understand my relationship with spirit more deeply. And it was honestly a priceless piece of information. The epiphany in and of itself didn't do much for me other than recognizing that is the source of resistance. The universe was simply trying to get me to understand that I needed to understand myself and my connection to spirit more deeply if I wanted to do this form of meditation. So that was all happening in one space in my life and simultaneously somatics came into my life in a really beautiful way. And this is something that kind of unfolded over multiple years. So if you're familiar with me and my story, you know that I have my doctorate in physical therapy, which means that I feel very connected to the body. 
And yet when I look at healing and the healing work that Rose Quartz Mediumship does effectively and areas that we could grow, the growth opportunity is clearly in releasing things out of body. It was very clear to me the pathway to releasing things out of mind and heart and spirit. But the piece that was really missing was how to let go of something in body. And my truth, which doesn't have to be yours, is that when you take a human and you break them into four quadrants, mind, heart, body, and spirit, that if we're looking at releasing a pattern, releasing a thought pattern, releasing a behavioral pattern, releasing an energetic pattern, we need to be able to release that pattern in mind, heart, body, and spirit. And so this was really a missing link for me was how do you get this energy out of your body? Which felt a little bit ironic given the fact that my first career out of school was physical therapy. So as the somatic course came into my reality, I took a, co a couple of small courses and then dove deeply into a certification course with a mentor who felt very aligned for me and very energetically activating for me. And one of the exercises was to identify something that we believed we had released emotional attachment to, released from our reality, and to simply breathe out for 10 minutes on that particular topic, right? So you hold an intention of looking at something that you believe that you've released, which obviously you haven't, right? Um, but something that you believed that you have released and to simply breathe out. And with every exhale, you wanna focus on just breathing out a little bit more of the energy, of the attachment to whatever it is that you thought that you had released. So we did this exercise one morning on the weekend where laid down and set a timer for 10 minutes. And even if you believe that you've released this 100%, you just say, can I release it 101%, 103%, 107%, just breathe out. And the instructor of the course said that at around the five minute mark, you would notice things, thought patterns, energy that you still were attached to. And I wasn't looking at a timer, but I can tell you I don't think it took me five minutes. As I was sitting there breathing out, my emotional attachment to this particular form of meditation, all sorts of things came up for me. It was a really, really beautiful experience. So as I laid there and was breathing out, I started observing all of these places that I had an emotional attachment to the form of meditation that I thought I had released. And as I was just with these different sources of attachment, sources of emotional attachment, I started recognizing that there was a pattern to them. And the pattern for each of the areas that I still had emotional attachment was invalidation. That in all of the places where I still had emotional attachment to this form of meditation, 
I was also seeking external validation. I was looking for someone else to tell me that I was enough. And so when the timer went off and I was able to observe all of these areas that I was still very emotionally attached to this form of meditation, I got this beautiful insight that I couldn't possibly release something if I still had all these attachments, right? If I had all these emotional attachments and I was able to observe the pattern inside of myself that it was external validation. So we got done that exercise and I sat with my husband, Kevin, and we discussed what we each had experienced. And we were getting ready to do another meditation, a different form of meditation. And as we're sitting there and we're kind of diagonal each other, I really started thinking about the fact that there was a clear pattern. There was a clear pattern to what I was struggling with from an attachment standpoint. And the emotional attachment that I had in all of these cases was external validation. So as we sat there preparing to do the second meditation, I started to ask myself, I started to get curious with myself about when my desire for this emotional validation, right? This external validation from other people started. And so I just started looking at a timeline of myself and I'm completely lost in my own experience. Poor Kevin is sitting there waiting for me to start this meditation with him. And I'm sitting there looking back at myself as a silent observer. And as I'm sitting there listening to myself and observing myself, I started with college. Was I externally validating in college? And the answer was yes, quite clearly. I graduated with my doctorate with a 4.0. I was absolutely competing with myself, but I was also trying to prove myself. And so I could say it was definitely there in college. And so I moved back because I wanted to find the root of when this all started for me. And I said, yep, there it is in high school. And I could observe myself seeking external validation in athletics as well as in school. And while I was absolutely doing it from within me, there was also the desire for someone else outside of me to tell me that I was enough. And so I just kept following this energy back, recognizing, okay, it has to be younger, it has to be younger, it has to be younger. And as I sat there in silence, just observing myself and the way that I have moved through the world up until this point, this beautiful memory came up for me. And it's something that I felt I had processed six ways from Sunday, right? I had looked at it in all the different ways that I knew how to look at it. And the memory was me talking to my mom when I was a small child, when I was somewhere between the age of four and five. And I was talking to her about the experience that I had with my dad's cousin who had transitioned and how she would come to me in spirit form and stand at the end of my bed and she would talk to me. And as I was telling my mom about this experience with this young girl who would come and stand at the end of my bed, but that she wasn't alive, my mom told me that it was a dream. And I just want to say that, that I had processed this a lot of different ways and come to terms with it. 
I really genuinely thought that I'd come to terms with this experience. And I just want to give you the framework that, that I came to terms with this in. So first, it was the acknowledgement that my mom didn't know any better, right? So while my mom told me this was a dream, I knew it wasn't. I really genuinely knew that it wasn't. I knew that I was communicating with a spirit. My mom didn't have the framework. She was not experienced in the mediumship realm. And so she didn't have the framework to tell me, hey, I think this is a mediumship experience. She only had the framework to tell me that she thought it was a dream. And for me, I believe that I'm a soul having a human experience. And in that framework, I believe that I've lived before, I'll live again. And there are certain things that I wanted to experience in this particular human experience so that I could learn lessons and grow. And so for me, there's an acknowledgement that I picked my mom and that somewhere deep in me, I always knew that she was not going to validate my mediumship experiences. And that allowed me the space as a soul to own my own mediumship experiences. If she had validated that for me, I wouldn't have the experience and the lessons and the growth that are attached to owning my own mediumship. So that was kind of how I had processed that experience. And I genuinely did not view it as a traumatic experience. Right? I don't have any sort of thought patterns or memories or um, recollection of feeling betrayed or abandoned or like I was not enough. But as I was sitting here observing myself, I went back to that memory. And, and again, this was something that I don't even think about anymore. I genuinely don't. It never runs through my mind. And I had the most beautiful epiphany. I sat there recognizing that that experience, the one where I told my mom that I was seeing a spirit at the end of my bed at night, and her telling me that it was a dream did a couple of things. One, it introduced self-doubt, right? So even though I knew with every ounce of my being that I was actually engaging with a spirit, that I was not dreaming, it created the opportunity for self-doubt. And I took that self-doubt and I internalized it. And if you've taken any of our courses, you know that I speak a lot about authenticity and uniqueness. And so when I am a silent observer of myself, one of the ways that I am unique and different from other people, not better, not worse, just different, is my relationship with spirit. And I would argue that it's one of my deepest forms of uniqueness. And so self-doubt was created around the thing that I identify with the deepest. And so this part of me that is very authentic and very real and unique in the way that I engage with spirit, I created self-doubt around my relationship with spirit. 
And that recognition, the awareness that that self-doubt in the most authentic expression of myself created the desire for me to be validated. And this is the funny thing. There is no one, not a single person on this earth who could ever validate me enough to override my self-doubt. That had to come from within me. That is not something that I could have somebody else tell me that I was enough, that my relationship with spirit was enough. That had to come from within me. And so to be able to observe myself and recognize that I spent years and years and years of my life asking other people to tell me that I was enough for something that they could never, ever tell me that I was enough, that had to come from within. It was such an enormous nugget of goodness for me to be able to observe about myself. And the act of acknowledging that shifted everything in my reality, everything. And over a couple day period after I had this epiphany, after I had this awareness, after I had this knowing of the root cause, where it is that this self-doubt and desire for external validation came from, I was able to really unpack that and observe myself changing in my behaviors. So this awareness felt very much like a sliver. And I want to explain that. Self-doubt felt like a sliver that was slipped under my skin and my body did what a body does, which is to try and get that sliver out, right? And it created all this inflammation and irritation and pus and yumminess trying to get out that sliver. But the sliver was self-doubt. And the way that I popped that sliver out of my being was through somatics. When I was able to get into somatics and when I was able to recognize the root of where this came from, everything changed. I no longer had a desire for other people to tell me that I was enough. In fact, I had a massive amount of awareness that no one could ever, ever tell me that I was enough that that had to come from within. And it was something that I cognitively or cerebrally understood, but I couldn't get into a place where I could internally validate enough. And so these two things happening at the same time, right? This opportunity to explore my relationship with spirit and this form of meditation and this knowing in the somatic world of where my disconnect with self happened created the opportunity for me to move through the world and engage with the world in a very different way. And I went from wanting, subconsciously wanting, other people to validate my relationship with spirit to validating it myself, to knowing and recognizing that this is one of the most authentic, unique expressions of self that I could ever have. This is such a core part of who I am in this human experience. 
And I'm the only one who can own that relationship with myself. And so my desire for other people to tell me that my relationship with spirit was good or enough dissipated in thin air in a moment, literally the moment that I could see this experience, everything changed, everything. And while I still want to support people in their process of developing their relationship with spirit, I don't have a desire for anyone else to tell me that my relationship with spirit is enough. I know that from the deepest part of who I am, that my relationship with spirit is authentic and deep and unique and exactly what it's meant to be. And that I can trust wholeheartedly. That I can lean into without any fear, without any need for external validation. That I know. That I can trust. That I can lean into. And over the next couple of days, I really observed the shift in the way that I move through the world. I noticed a shift in all sorts of little things. For example, my self-care practice got a whole lot easier because I was doing it from a place of trust. I was doing it from a place of love. I was doing it from a place of knowing that I was enough, that I will always be enough, and that I've always been enough. The way that I walked through a room when I'm looking to fill up my water bottle or when I'm looking to start the essential oil diffusers rolling in my house was different. There was a difference in the way that my shoulders were held. There was a difference in the way that my head was held. There was a difference in my body posture. There was a difference in the inner sensations that were happening inside of my body. And it was the first time in my life that I felt inner freedom like that. And that inner freedom, that is magic. That is the deepest form of magic that I've ever experienced. And it was just humbling and beautiful and all-encompassing. And I want that for you. I want that for anybody who wants it. I want it for anyone who doesn't even know that it's a possibility but they heard that it was a possibility. And there's a sliver of doubt in them that wonders if they could also have that. I believe wholeheartedly that as a human, one of our rights here as a human is to be able to find that form of inner freedom, that form of trust, that form of knowing, that form of safety inside of self. And in that moment of sitting on the couch in my bedroom, diagonal from my husband, I recognized something that shifted everything inside of me. And I believe that everybody has their version of this sliver, right? It won't be the same as mine, it'll be different. Your sliver is different from my sliver. But I believe wholeheartedly that as humans, we get these slivers, and we just need to learn how to pop them out. And I want that for you. I want you to experience what's on the other side of that kind of epiphany, of that kind of shift. And it's one thing to have a knowing and to see something. It's a very different thing 
to have a shift in your being, to have a shift in your energy, to have a shift in your entire reality. And that happens for me, I can only speak for myself, that happened for me when I had the epiphany, I recognized the root cause of this desire for external validation. And then there was associated behavioral changes, meaning I changed the way that I engaged with my reality. And that is where the freedom happened for me. And when I think back about stepping into 2024, there were two words that I wanted to work with and engage with and embody as I moved into 2024. The first word that came to me was freedom. And the second word that came to me was commitment. And while those two things might feel like they're on opposite ends of the spectrum, it was so obvious to me that with commitment to self, commitment to the things that are important to me, my children, my family, my business, my clients, that with commitment would come freedom. And so I actually didn't need to focus on freedom. I simply needed to focus on commitment. And when I started really focusing on commitment, the freedom came all on its own. The commitment that I started to focus on was finding myself and healing myself and being with myself and understanding myself. And those things happened in the most beautiful way through the somatic experience and through the somatic training that I'm part of. And when they happened, freedom was a byproduct. It organically came to me. I didn't need to chase it. I didn't need to follow it. I didn't have to go anywhere to get it. I just was committed to my process. And when I was really committed to my process, freedom was a byproduct. And so I just wanted to come on and chat about that a little bit in the event that somewhere you recognize there's a sliver inside of you, a small experience that created self-doubt in some capacity that started a ball rolling down a hill where you're seeking external validation. And I wanted to tell this story in the event that it's helpful for you in any capacity in finding your own sliver and getting your own sliver out and finding inner freedom because it's magical. And I want that for you. I so appreciate you being here with us at Rose Quartz Mediumship Podcast, where we simply adore you.